Digital marketing expert Lindsay Murray is back on the podcast to help talk to us about what it really takes to run an online business. I sat down with Lindsay because I get several messages from people who want to pick my brain, take me out to coffee to see how I got started, how I do what I do. And while I wish I could go out to coffee and meet with all of these people individually, I simply don't have the time. So Lindsay and I sat down so we could give you the tips, the tools, and the strategies that you need to get your online business running and growing and thriving. A couple great takeaways. Um, Lindsay reminds us that we can't be too concerned with what's going on outside of our door, of our front door. World events are going to happen, but we need to keep our mission, our mission, because the people who need us are going to need us no matter what is going on in the world. She helps talk about how to attract new clients. And as you're attracting new clients, you can't forget your old clients. So another great takeaway was attracting, engaging, and retaining every single day, attracting new clients, engaging with your current clients, and also retaining the people who've been with you forever. She talks about other strategies to make sure that you're continually growing your customer base because you have to keep reaching new people. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck and be stagnant. And then finally, she talks to us about, you know, growing the business and how that looks in terms of having different streams of revenue and vertical alleyways through which you can build and grow your business. But as you're doing that, you're still keeping the main thing, the main thing so that people know exactly what they're getting when they start working with you. As always, Lindsay is not only informative, but extremely inspiring and really does give you some things that you can do right now to either start your business or grow your business. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, I have another repeat guest, Lindsay Murray, who is a digital marketing expert. And Lindsay has been a huge, huge, huge help to me. I would not be able to do what I do without her and without her help in the past. So I'm probably your number one fan or one of your number one fans. I think everyone values you and your knowledge. Um, so today we're going to talk about what it really takes to run an online business because this year, a lot of people who are in my industry, nutrition, fitness, maybe you taught a bunch of classes or maybe you were a personal trainer, you met with clients one-on-one, -on -one, you couldn't do that. And so you're like, okay, how can I take this online? And everyone heard the word pivot, 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 pivot. Um, I didn't have to pivot because I was already online, which was really awesome. But because of that, people reach out to me a lot and they want to know, hey, I want to pick your brain, I'd like to take you for coffee. And I wish I had time to do that, but I don't. So I wanted to have Lindsay on the podcast so she could talk about, the two of us could talk about what it really does take to run an online business. So thanks for being here, Lindsay. Thank you so much, Kylie. I, for one, absolutely love your podcast, love your podcast listeners. They are my people. I'm so excited to be here again, because I feel that when we had our first episode, which if you didn't listen to it, go listen to it. It was very early on in this 
pandemic and the stay-at-home orders, it was very early on in that pivoting stage that we were all hearing about. Um, and a lot of things have happened since then. And I truly think that this is a really good follow-up conversation to kind of end out the year as it relates to how we have overcome, we have really been able to be adaptable, but also seen you know, really what we had in place already working for us in a time of uncertainty. So I'm super excited to have this conversation. I love talking about this. I do have my coffee right here in my hand. So we can chat over coffee and you can consider this as you picking our brains as we talk through um, some of the highs and lows and the best parts and the most meaningful things to running an online business. Yeah. You know, I actually want to ask this question first. It's probably out of order, but since you brought it up, as we're ending the year and looking forward into a new year, what are you, are you seeing anything different? Is it same status quo? Asking for yeah, a friend. That's a really, that is such a good question. You know, one of the biggest things, and my husband and I both um, live by this is, and we do it here at the Faster Way to our entire team. Um, anyone I talk to, I say, you know, do not be concerned with what's happening out your door outside your door. You have to be aware, you have to be cognizant, you have to be sensitive, but do not let that affect your ability to serve others. Do not let the buying habits of others affect you from serving or preventing you from serving others. You have to maintain a level of purpose in everything that you do, no matter what happens outside your front door. There are things that are going to happen and have happened, and we had to be sensitive to them, but if you still remain purposeful in everything that you're doing, you will find the people that are spending their money. You will find the people who need your services and you will find them. So the first thing is always just to remain, you know, active and, and present in moving forward, regardless of what's happening outside your door. Chances are your, your ideal client needs what you have to feel secure, to fill a foundation, to feel like they are safe. So they need you regardless of what's happening outside their door. So that would be the first thing. But, you know, we are seeing a difference in habits as far as what people are finding valuable, where they are spending their money. You know, truly we know because we pay for, you know, at least 10 subscriptions, I think the average person has. Netflix, Hulu, the gym, you know, your, your clothing delivery service, people will pay for what they find valuable. So as long as you're positioning your product, your service as valuable, they will pay for it. There are millions and billions of people that are ready and willing. They just need to find you. You need to attract them. So as we go into the new year, obviously we're looking at, you know, what's happening socially and politically, but ultimately when that person, when that client or potential client closes their door, how and where can you fill the void? How and where can you show up? And so we're kind of adjusting our messaging in a way to really serve that person and meet them, meet them where they invest emotionally, physically, mentally, because at the end of the day, they still have to go to sleep. They still have to show up for their family. They still have to put food on their table. They still have to continue to live and thrive. And if we can help them do that, I'm more than ready for the challenge. And I think it's just being ready and willing to be adaptable, to overcome and just continue the mindset that you earned and you gained in 2020. Because I said it when we spoke before, but I'm kind of glad that I lived through this because you were able to truly see the, the principles you had in place and how you could make them better and more apparent and really, really more powerful. 
you know, I struggled with that a little bit. I believe too, you can't worry about what's going on outside your door. And I felt a little bit of guilt because so many of my friends and colleagues were studio owners, did have to shut their doors, really were scrambling and struggling. And I was, so I was just like over here silently adding more and more members to my online group. But when we, when one person succeeds, like we all succeed. And so I got over that guilt. I did have to talk through it in therapy. I really did. But um, we need people to be successful. And I found people needed it more than ever. Like my purpose, people needed that more than ever, just for all the reasons you just listed off. Okay. That's good. Yeah. And you're setting an example. When you like, we can't do this alone. So when you're, you know, you feel like you might be leaving people behind, like take them with you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the beauty of a podcast like this is that when you're feeling like, you know, you don't have any other options and you're kind of stuck, find people who know more than you, who are doing what you wish you were doing and just know a little bit more than you do and learn from them. Look at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Listen to all of these podcasts. You know, mm-hmm. that's going to be the place to kind of take that first step. Absolutely. And it, I can't remember who says this or where I heard it first, but when everything is like up in the air, that's a perfect time to figure out where it is that you want to go. Cause nothing is settled down. So you have this awesome opportunity to create whatever it is that you want now. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes so, we just get too comfortable in the status quo of what we've been doing yeah. instead of what we could be doing. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I can't get through a podcast without mentioning Joe Dispenza. He's the one that says this. He's all about neurosculpting and it's like, you got to get out of your daily routine. So all of us just, just have just been disrupted. Well, six months ago. And so now we have this great opportunity. So let's talk about, you know, when you first started helping me, that's when people were still doing a lot of, I think, downloadable eBooks. Um, I don't know if people are still doing like lead magnets. Is that still true? I don't think the eBooks are so much a thing anymore, but maybe they are. Yeah, I can kind of break down a little bit of what I see as, you know, trends in digital marketing that are still relevant. Um, You know, the first and foremost is that you only have so many people that are listening to you at a certain point. You only have so many friends at the gym. You only have so many people showing up to your class, following you on Facebook and Instagram. You only have so many people. So if you can network on a consistent basis and bring new eyes to your content, to your products and services, you are going to continue to grow. It's when you say, well, I've gone through my warm market. I've already talked to everybody I know. I'm not going to be successful. Well, you could have prevented that if you every day on your three things you do is look for more new people, look for new eyes. And you do that through a lead magnet. That lead magnets generating leads is going to always be the best chance for your success, truly, because when you have five people that cancel on you, if you have 10 to 15 waiting to come in, then you're not going to skip a beat. It's when you gain less focus on attracting people and only serving your current clients that you start to lose. You have to be able to attract new people. You have to. You have to constantly be attracting people. You have to be constantly engaging with your current people and retaining them. It's like a three-step process that truly, you know, we say every single day, no matter what I'm doing, when I sit down, if I'm not attracting, engaging, or retaining, I'm not doing my job. Like I'm not serving my clients. I'm not changing the world. Attracting, engaging, and retaining. Retaining. 
Yeah, that's a full-time job right there. <laughs> it is, it is, yeah, yeah. And the, the beauty of it is that a lead magnet, you could set it and forget it. You absolutely could. Um, what we're starting to see though, is that that individual outreach, whether it's automated or not, has to be happening. You have to be texting those leads saying, hey, I'm Lindsay. I'm so excited you downloaded this. How can I answer your questions? That type of communication is going to truly take things to the next level. Lead magnets are absolutely relevant. They're absolutely working. Um, we recently ran a, a five-day challenge and in a matter of a couple of days had nearly 12,000 people registered for it because we knew people wanted it. They needed it. And having that type of new, you know, fresh community come to life was so incredible after we'd been on kind of the webinar um, segment for the, the past few months. Mm -hmm. It was such a breath of fresh air to be able to talk to people for five days in front of them every single day. So various ways of generating leads are always going to be um, relevant because people want free, valuable content. They're going to search the internet, but they're not going to find the best of the best until they give you something for it, which is their email, their, their personal information to get that lead magnet. So I think, you know, that's an old strategy, but it's still one that is truly something we can't forget about because you can't go outside and go to a networking event. You can't hold an event with a, you know, a thousand people. You can't do those things. So let's go back to basics and attract online with, you know, lead generating activities. So when you guys did your online challenge or your five-day challenge, was it a group that like they were all put into a free Facebook group or how did you run it? Yeah. Yeah. So we did um, daily communication, Facebook, text, email, um, and just ran them through with very simple pre-produced content. And people are still, you know, a week later engaging in that same content, still being added to that content. Um, and, you know, ultimately the goal is to retain those clients long-term and to, you know, to work with them where and when they need us. It might not be today though, yeah. it might be in 2021. So we're, we're okay with that. I'm ready for that. And it's truly not a, a get rich quick. You know, we're not here to set it and forget it to, to some extent. I love it. I honestly, like for some odd reason, I still know a lot of the people that end up doing my program. I think I know just a bazillion people and yeah. there's still several of them that haven't done it, but they get my emails, they'll comment on the videos. And I'm just like, it's just a matter of time. Like, I don't, I don't care when you come, I know you will come right. the day yeah. you really hear it or you hear something, they will come. So you have to, from another side, like you have to believe it. That they, I've read your email for a year and it took one message because they were in a certain point in their life because everybody's going through something different, but it took one message at one point for them to say, now is the time. So you're not going to catch everybody at once at the beginning in the middle or the end. You have to be willing to be consistent long-term to achieve those results. And you can't forget about the lead that you attracted six months ago. They're still very relevant to the success of your business. That's been one of the blessings of being able to sustain this business and grow it is finally having a really nice um, well of client transformations because every time I send a transformation, I'll get a sign up and some, cause someone sees themselves in that person, whether it's the picture or the story, but that's, what's so cool. Like you said, you'll hear what 
you need to hear when you need to hear it. And it's just, it's really cool. Yeah. And if you're smart about marketing, if you're smart about the way you say things, if you're authentic, if you have integrity in everything that you do, it will hit the person it needs to hit. If you're saying, I want to help you lose five pounds or make $5,000, that's not going to help anyone because they don't know who you're talking to or why they need your help. Mm -hmm. I mean, they could Google that stuff. So it's really putting the why behind your message and speaking directly to your, your client avatar and ultimately just taking it to the end of the game, like not just showing up to play, like mm -hmm. you literally win the game. You continue to play, you continue to practice, you continue, you know, to use a sports analogy, mm -hmm. you don't just leave, you know, good thing I showed up, good thing I actually went and I ran all the bases and I made it, you know, mm -hmm. you really truly took it to the end of the story. And that's what you have to do with every single lead, every single client. And that goes into that attract, engage and uh, retain because it's not just about one piece of the puzzle, one piece of your business. It's about taking that person through the whole thing um, and not, you know, dropping the ball in the meantime. Yeah. So as it comes to that, you guys have your program. You guys, you guys don't know, Lindsay works for the faster way. She's grown the faster way, which is, what was it? Top five, 50. So we are the fastest growing fitness and nutrition company in America. And we were recently announced as number 55 on the Inc. 500 list for um, fastest growing companies in America, in addition to fastest growing in Florida. It's so amazing. To... <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean, where does Beachbody, is that the same, is that competitor, would you say? Um, no. So we were one of, uh, I guess if you were comparing it in, um, in the list, Noom was a little bit ahead of us, but they aren't a fitness and nutrition company. So they are just simply um, a nutrition company. Okay. Wow. That is remarkable. So my point is um, you guys have had your product for the last five years or however long it's been. Do you mm -hmm. think it's wise for someone to pick a program, a product and run with it? Or, you know, some people they're running this program this time and they're running this program this time. And I can't see any consistency. Like right. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt saying, okay, they're learning what's working for them. But I also mm -hmm. see the benefit of sticking with one thing. So people get to know it. What's your take on that? Yeah, that's such a good question because a lot of times, you know, we work with thousands of affiliates, thousands of, of people who love our program and will share it. And the one thing that we always tell them is just to keep the main thing, the main thing. If you are constantly trying to reinvent the wheel because of a new trend or a new idea or something that just, you know, you saw a squirrel and you wanted to go and, you know, take a left turn, you're going to confuse your audience and you're, it's, it's like rebuilding your business from the beginning because mm -hmm. people then have to relearn, they have to reconnect, they have to question what you were doing previously was that even effective it starts to cause too many questions there's too much friction so if you keep the main thing the main thing you can have multiple verticals within your business but if you have one pillar of focus where everything else kind of branches off of that then you'll be more successful i truly believe that the reason we have grown as fast as we have is because there's very little confusion to what we do 
Yeah. We're very clear on what we offer and how you, you know, participate, what your long-term um, life will look like when you participate in this and how firmly we believe in the program. Now, that's not to say that the program looks exactly the way it looked years ago. We're always, you know, looking to be adaptable, looking to make sure we're staying with current, you know, scientific studies and what our audience is experiencing in their life. You know, during um, when the lockdown first happened on March 16th, we immediately went into overdrive providing value that was really specific to our clients' lives, giving them additional information that would help them thrive, giving them kids' workouts because we knew their kids were at home with them. It's being adaptable within your main program and product. So you are able to adapt and change, but it's always keeping the main thing the main thing that's going to help you truly scale and be successful long-term. I will say that is, that's something that I learned from you and I have that in my head all the time, like keep the main thing the main thing. It's not that it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it because yeah. we're always, like you said, same thing, yeah. improving and adding. Um, mm-hmm. But I agree with that 100%. I your think model may change. Your, your, your model and what comes after your main thing may change. But if you can keep the entry point super clear, super clean, um, very easy for someone to make a decision on, then anything else is just a bonus. So when you talked about the verticals, is, so I have um, my six-week program, then I have a monthly program. Are, are, is that what you're referring to as verticals? Yes, yeah. So verticals of where you're bringing in income, where your, your revenue is coming from. So we have a certification program. Ah. We have an, uh, an affiliate program. We have a merchandise department. Those are all areas where we have specific teams that are owning those things. And if you're a one man, you know, team, one person shop, then it's going to be harder for you to be able to keep a level of quality and excellence to multiple streams. Mm -hmm. So I would say if you're in doubt and you're saying, I have all these ideas and I want to bring them to life, make sure that you really nail down that first vertical, that main vertical that everything else can build upon, because then you have the audience to sell the other verticals too. Then you have the audience to sell the t-shirts to and to bring to your weekends and take, you know, into your certification programs, whatever it is, you then have an audience to build upon. Wow. That's quick side note. I'm sure your boys are on YouTube, just like my son is on YouTube. And he's like, mom, you got merch. Do you got, I feel like you need merch. Like, oh my God. I have heard that. Yes, I said, as a matter of fact, we do. <laughs> I don't know. I need some Kylie t-shirts. I think I need yeah, a couple you of your say something really funny on it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I do need to get that Great. in the works. <laughs> so when you start to grow, how do you know when it's time to like read? Okay. You're like, I know you're big on VAs, virtual assistants. How do you know mm-hmm. when it's time to start hiring people? Yeah, that is a really good question because it comes, you know, I am never going to tell someone to spend money that they don't have or they can't justify. There has to be ROI. There has to be. Yeah. If you are giving a task away, you are filling that void with another way to move your business forward. So I would say that the first time that you need to hire someone is when you've reached a stall in your income. You are no longer able to serve 
the people that you have at the level you want to serve them at. If you have bigger ideas, if you're a visionary, if you're an entrepreneur, your chances are you are a visionary. Um, you have got to see past where you're currently at. And if you can envision a future of multiple things, it's time to ring somebody on. If you are okay with the people that you have, you're not really concerned with growing or doubling or tripling your income, going from a five-figure to a nine-figure business, don't hire anybody. Stay where you're at. But ultimately, you have to be able to say, this is not a good use of my time. I need to be making powerful connections. I need to be talking to people about my program or my product. If you don't have the time to continue to grow, you've got to bring someone in and bring them in for the lowest common denominator of tasks. Bring them in just to answer your emails. Bring them in just to process payments. Bring them in to do very minor things. Let them get to know your business and then bring someone else on to do their tasks. It's kind of just like building up your team from the bottom so that those high priority things that only you can make decisions on, it stays that way for a little while. And you just bring someone in to ease up your Saturday mornings, um, free up your Monday mornings to really help you grow your business. You cannot grow by yourself. I truly, I truly believe that. Um, the power of our team is that we are all entrepreneurs. We are all visionary operator and processors. So we think as a team, like entrepreneurs, that is the best thing. If you can find a number two yeah. to help you, um, which is what I am. I am the, I never want to be the number one. I love being a number two, bringing things to life. Um, but I also need a number two. Yeah. So ultimately just finding your time when you say this isn't a good use of my time, mm -hmm. somebody else could be doing that and you'll learn to grow that muscle a little bit more and delegate. Um, it is definitely a challenge, but once you can't do the things that you know your business needs to grow, that's, you have to bring people in. So let's say you are just starting off. Let's say, um, cause I know when I first started working with you, there was a lot of us were in similar situations, group X teachers, whatever, personal trainers had some kids, didn't want to, as you guys would say, be trading dollars for donuts. And mm -hmm. so we had this online area. How does one continue with their like main gig, their nine to five that they have, but then start yeah. running around a faster way or helping Kylie coach her programs? What's that look like? Yeah. So ultimately it comes down to how much time and we will see the shit, the balance shift occur where we have full-time nurses that are working in the hospital nine to nine but they can't do that for the rest of their life. And there is very limited growth potential there. So there comes a time where at the beginning, we tell them you put as many time, as many hours into this as you feel you can. Mm -hmm. And when you're passionate about something, when you have a purpose, it doesn't feel like work. So you're willing to, to put in the extra hours. I told my husband early on, I just have to grind because I am securing our future. The things I'm doing today, as annoying or as frustrating as they are, they are securing my place in my purpose 10, 15 years. Like that's the long game. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, when you are balancing a full-time, you know, regular job with a passion project, one, it's not going to feel like work. Two, it's going to feel easy. Mm -hmm. Three, it'll be a very easy transition to start kind of evening out the, the balance here, where you start to put more time into your side gig, less time into your nine to five. 
Because when you do that, that's when the shift in, in income comes because the scalability is there. You have the opportunity to say, okay, my income is capped at my in-person desk job, mm -hmm. but I have so much growth potential in this side gig because I can reach millions of people through digital marketing. I can reach millions of people through affiliate marketing. I can go online and literally work with 20 people from around the world. Mm -hmm. You would have never had the opportunity to do that um, in your nine to five behind your desk. Mm -hmm. So you then take control over that balance. It just has to be a gradual progression. Mm -hmm. um, I always say like, if you wanna invest money in your side gig, you need to make it somewhere else. So that could be in your nine to five. Mm -hmm. If you want to hire somebody, you need to make that money before you spend it. Mm -hmm. You never spend money you don't have. Oh, and if that means bringing in one more client to pay for that VA, then you better go out and find that person. Yeah, so true. Man, that's exciting. So what are, what are, what do we have to do now with social media? You know, I haven't popped on the reels yet because yeah. I'm like a fucking boomer. <laughs> <laughs> How's this work? Am I pointing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to do reels. Do we have to hashtag? Yeah, I could probably do a quick rundown. So what I would probably recommend, as painful as it is, you do not, this is my biggest, this is what keeps me up at night, which is, it's going to sound crazy because I believe in social media and digital marketing so much um, and the future of it. I never want to be the person, the company, um, the, the brain that stops progressing. I never want to be the company that said, I'm not getting on Facebook. That's for young kids. I, I'm not getting on Instagram. That's for my children. Mm -hmm. And I'm not getting on TikTok because that's for my friends. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I never want to be that person that says, I'm not willing to stay with the trends because that per, that client or that prospect that's watching that reel in five years is gonna be the one paying you. Mm -hmm. So if you are there already, you're already ahead of the game because there are tens of thousands of other companies who are saying, I'm not joining Instagram, I'm not joining TikTok. That's just a waste of my time. Well, guess what? That's the future. Yeah. That is the future. That is where our kid, YouTube, that is where our kids are hanging out. If our, the, the people that are utilizing YouTube with their videos and they have our kids just locked in on a daily basis with their videos about traveling and opening toys in five years, our kids are going to be so loyal to those people. They're going to buy anything they sell them. It's scary. It definitely is. But if you are out to change the world and make an impact, you can't just be thinking about the people using the platforms you're using right now. You have to think about how can I be innovative? How can I think ahead? Um, so Facebook's still very relevant, still, still very relevant. It's harder if you have just a business page and you're not a person, um, but still relevant. Facebook ads, still relevant. Um, Instagram. Instagram stories and reels are going to be what people see more than anything else. If you open up your Instagram, the reels are there. Mm -hmm. God knows I hate making them, but we need them. So one of the a few things that you could do is turn, um, just to give some action items here, we take testimonials before and afters, make it into a reel. We take a boomerang, make it into a reel. We take a photo, a slideshow of photos, make it into a reel. You don't have to play by the rules that everybody else is doing. You don't have to point. I won't watch those anymore. And in six months, people aren't going to be watching them. So if you can kind of rig the system and find that loophole where you can use your everyday content in a reel, 
then then you got it made because you've tricked the algorithm. Ah. If you can use the text, if you can use the music and just add in your photos or your own video that you were going to post anyways, mm-hmm. post it as a reel. Awesome. So, and you can look at our accounts and you'll see us doing that because I am, I don't have the time personally or the team to have an entire creative and, but I'm not going to make that, let that stop me from utilizing what Instagram wants me to use. Cause that's who, what they're going to show people. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is repurposing content from platform to platform. That's still incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, LinkedIn, Pinterest, YouTube, still very valuable. Professionals need to be posting content on LinkedIn. Creatives need to be, you know, tagging their Instagram posts on Pinterest. You need to be just repurposing anything you have across platforms. Oh, wow. And it's not just copying and pasting it, but so yeah, go to Pinterest, go to your Instagram on your desktop, start pinning your stuff, start pinning your before and after, start pinning your testimonies, start pinning your, your videos that do really well on Instagram. People will click through. It's, oh, it's awesome. really, really easy. Are blogs still a thing? Uh, it would depend. I mean, we still create valuable blogs. It's more for um, internal value, sharing to our current audience. Um, it's great for SEO, for Google search. So if you do have you know, high keyword search, um, really valuable content, long form blogs. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would say they are. They are. Um, and you can also retarget your audience with blogs just so they have they have something to read. They have yeah. another way of opting in for something. You have a way of gauging interest in something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I always think too, like anything that I can put out there that allows them to get to know me is mm-hmm. going to be a good thing because I only want people who know what I know what I'm about working with me because I don't want someone to get in there and be like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be or Kylie's not what I thought. I want you to know what you're getting in the upfront. Um, so yeah, that's why I like blogs and the videos. Yeah, yeah there's nothing that people aren't doing right now. Okay. They're just not going outside their door and having events. Yeah. So if you can be anywhere else, pick two of those places and dominate. I know it's so crazy because um, at the very beginning of 2020, when I was working with you guys again, we were like, this is the year of local meetups and we're going to go and then... March. Yeah. Yeah. And that's being willing to adapt and overcome no matter what happens, you should be able to shift and still, you know, either take it online or provide more online. So it's not like you can go to school and learn this stuff. I mean, maybe you can now, I don't know. So how did you, how did you position yourself as an expert? How did you get to this expert level in terms of social media? I love that question. I absolutely love that. So thank you for asking me that. So I, um, I think I mentioned this on the last podcast, but did not go to college. Um, I barely graduated high school, but what I did do was I wanted to make money and I wanted to figure out a way to make money for my family, to pay my bills, but to also like be creative and do something fun. And so I just started looking at what was happening, like truly what am I doing? What are my friends doing? And how can I answer their questions? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, if I had gone to school in 2004, things are a whole lot different and it would have been a waste of education. I'm sorry. Wow. I don't truly believe in um, what was said then is going to be pre- 
prevalent now. I tell my kids that there is a world of opportunities and it's not just through college because things are going to change and evolve so quickly and we have no idea what's coming. And it's the ability to be super flexible in your learning, the ability to Google, to research, to pull your audience, to just see what questions people have and find out a way to answer them. Then you start to grow. Really getting into personal development um, was a great time for me to flex that strategy muscle because I now can say I'm an expert at business strategy. It doesn't matter what your business is um, because I know the key concepts of strategy. So once you can do that and you have a little bit of knowledge based on Google, Google is, is where I went to college. That's how you're able to be a little bit more adaptable. And if I always tell people like anybody can build a business, you just have to be willing to do the work, willing to find the answers, willing to put the time in and learn and continue to learn. Cause it's not just a class. It's not a course. It's not a certification. It's not one thing. It's a lifetime of experiences that helps you grow and evolve. Yeah. And also for anyone who does do what I do too, and you're like, keep seeking out these different certifications and you do the level one and you do the level two, and then you do the, this, and then that, if you're not applying those things with clients, what's the point? I mean, you might as well, you've got to work with your clients. Right. And I won't work with clients if they're not implementing. I refuse. Good for you. Yeah. (laughs) Cause you're not, you're you're just hoarding information. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I never want to be a gatekeeper of information. Gatekeeper is a little TikTok phrase I've learned. Uh Um, I never want to be the person that keeps all my secrets. That is literally hurting everybody else. If I keep my secrets to myself, Um, because I know that only half of those people are going to implement it. So I'm going to share everything that I know, but nobody can do it like I can do it. And if they can, I'm going to learn from them. Uh So it's really up to who puts in the work. Oh yeah. That's so true. And like right there, you have like, that's an abundance mindset if you're not familiar and you really do have to have that abundance mindset. Yes. There's a million nutrition coaches. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. so they're not you. Yeah. Yeah. And you see the the dirty side of building a business when people don't have an abundance mindset, mm-hmm. you realize you don't want to be like that. You don't want to be a person keeping your secrets and, and, and just kind of, you know, hiding under a rock because you don't want anyone to know. I want the world to know, because guess what? I can't serve everybody. No. And if I could learn from somebody else, then, then I'm still winning. And one of my favorite things is if I come across someone who maybe I can't help or maybe I don't want to work with them. You know, I can say, oh my gosh, you should reach out to my friend so-and-so. She's an expert in this and she's an expert in that. And then you're positioned again as the expert who knows all the people who have all the information. So if Kylie can't help you, she can direct you to someone else who can. Absolutely. I love that. That's true power Mm -hmm. to, you know, to be able to flex that networking, to, to share your value, your knowledge, your connections, that really, again, reaffirms who and what you are to that person. And I mean, I just couldn't imagine not sharing what you have with the world and being willing to learn. I hope I find someone who knows more than me every single month because it just makes me better. Yes, it's so true. I know that's honestly, I'm glad you said that because all along I've known, one of my my superpowers is I am a connector. I have not figured out how to make this like um, 
like an income or for it to increase my bottom line at all. But I do have the people for all of the things. And it's just like, how can I capitalize on this? I don't know. It helps that I'm connecting people. (laughs) I just want to get paid for it. (laughs) Now, this is good. Well, then the last thing. So Lindsay is, you know, helping coordinate this really great conference that they have. Is it just for faster weight coaches or is it for anyone? Yeah, so this is our Faster Way Conference. It's our Faster Way Marketing Conference happening on December 4th and 5th. And this conference is going to be the place to be if you are curious about marketing. We are specifically offering it to our Faster Way community, um, but would be willing to offer it to anyone who truly wants to come and learn from the best in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, we are obviously the best at marketing and have been sought out by companies all over the US and the world. And that is why we wanna be able to offer a conference where it shares a little bit more about why and what um, that you need to do in your business. And obviously our speaker lineup is next level, including Amy Porterfield, Jasmine Starr, um, Colin Boyd. We have a really incredible team that is going to be putting this this incredible conference on. Um, but yeah, I am so excited about it. I hope you're coming, Kylie. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think I will because if you guys don't know who those people are, those are the people that are telling people how to do all of this stuff. And so they're speaking at their conference, at the Fast Away Conference. Yeah. Like that's Fast a very big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're very thrilled about it. Unfortunately, we can't be in person. So this is a virtual conference, yeah. um, but we are putting even more time and energy into bringing this to life. Um, we have an incredible lineup, an incredible list of speakers, two full days, and we're going to be doing some really fun and exciting announcements during that time as well. Dude, that's exciting. So one last question, because you kept saying, you know, you need to keep thinking long-term, long game, end goal. Um, what is like 10 to 15 years look like for you? What's that? What are you doing, Kylie? That's a good question. You know, 10 years from now, I want to be living my purpose, which is truly continuing to speak to women, helping them take an idea and build it into something that is profitable. I don't want to be sitting on an aisle and not doing anything. Yeah. I want to be, I'm still going, I'm going to work for the rest of my life because if it's it's something I'm passionate about, I'm going to want to do it. Um, But in 10 years, I want to be on stage. I want to have more certifications um, that I can share with others that truly give them marketing as it has evolved in 10 years, because what we're talking about today isn't going to be the same. So I have to be there with it. And I want to be able to be that person that gives someone a door to their future that opens the door for them and doesn't hold them back. Well, I have chills right now because I literally would not have been able to do what I do if it were not for you and Amanda. Like you gave me the tools that I needed. You, I felt, and I still feel so supported. And that was huge. When I didn't know what I was doing, it didn't really matter. I just did not necessarily what you told me to do, but I thought about what I needed to do and just did it. And, and here we are. It's awesome. So thanks. I'm always going to follow you. So I'll be knocking on your door one day if I don't see you doing it. Well, perhaps we could be on stage together. Part of an amazing lineup. (laughs) I love it. Yes. Someone will be talking about us one day. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks again for your insight. Always such a valuable experience, Lindsay. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been such an incredible conversation. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
thanks again for tuning in today. I hope you found this extremely helpful. If you're looking for more tips from Lindsay, you can find her on Facebook. Her name is Lindsay Murray, and that's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y. Murray is M-U-R-R-A-Y. And then on Instagram, it's Lindsay S. Murray. L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-S-M-U-R-R-A-Y. I will always follow her because every time she pops on and does a video, I always take something away that I can implement that day. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Until next time. Bye-bye.